The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. From my earliest memories, I just remember OU football always kind of being a thing for us. When Kings of Leon arrived at a hotel at 4 a.m. in Scotland while on tour a decade or so ago, they were concerned about just one thing. Back in America, their beloved Oklahoma Sooners were just about to kick off a big game, and the Folliwill family absolutely had to see it. The hotel's hospitality staff managed to get the game on TV for the band, and they provided more than enough beer for the boys. The brothers Jared, Nathan, and Caleb Followell and their cousin Matthew are anything but sheepish about their diehard devotion to the Sooners. For years, Nathan kept a miniature Sooners helmet glued to his drum kit, and the band members often pose with the infamous horns down hand gesture, antagonizing the Sooners arch rivals, the UT Longhorns. I'm LaChina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budos Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Kings of Leon's Jared Followell, Oklahoma Sooners Huge Fan. Jared, thank you so much for joining us on Huge Fan. It's great to have you with us today. Let's start at the beginning. What are your earliest memories as a University of Oklahoma Sooner fan? I mean, I guess it'd be family gatherings, like Thanksgiving around that time, just being super young and having my dad and all of his brothers crowded around television sets, watching games and being very passionate and not really understanding why they were so upset or so happy. Um, but yeah, from my earliest memories, I just remember OU football always kind of being a thing for us. And just, I, I think a, a few of my my uh, family members, my dad's brothers, and those people kind of went to OU. And when you grow up in Oklahoma, you, there were no pro teams at that time. So you kind of had to love the Sooners. Everybody did. Um, and so baby blankets and little outfits and the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. I would love to see you in a Oklahoma Sooners baby outfit when you were younger. Um, send that our way. I'll try to find one, yeah. <laughs> so did it start with your dad or was this something that happened even before him? I think his dad loved him. Um, and it, same thing, you know, that was probably 40s, 50s uh, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooners football was like the biggest thing, especially in the 50s. They kind of really caught fire and won a string of national championships and had 47 wins in a row, um, which is still the record. Um, so yeah, I think my dad probably was kind of born into it the same way I was. Now, were there players that you remember from those early days or any games or, or moments that stand out to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um, I think the first game I went to was 
against Missouri in 1994. So I would have been seven, I think. Yeah. Growing up, Jamel Holloway. And um, I mean, I really got into it in 2000 when I was 12 or 13, when OU won the national championship with Quentin Griffin and Josh Heupel and all those guys, Rocky Kalmus. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's too many. And my, and then I also heard stories about the guys who came a little bit before my time from my dad, cause he was obsessed with them. Wow. It, was there a position that you felt like you connected with? Like, were you more of a quarterback or tight end guy running back? Like, and did you play? Um, I played a little bit until everybody got bigger than me. And then I stopped. <laughs> um, I think I got knocked out twice, maybe. And then I was just like, yeah, maybe not for me. Um, but no, I think I connected with running back and I played running back when I, and it's embarrassing to even say I played. I was like, I, up until I was probably 12 years old. But um, yeah, I always loved running back. Uh, they were just so exciting for me. I don't know why, just watching those guys break out. And it started with Quentin Griffin and then on to DeMarco Murray and just so many. And it, some Samajay Pirine and Joe Mixon and all those guys I've been following OU running back position for a long time. And we're actually kind of buddies with DeMarco Murray. Now um, we met him at a, a few games and he's actually back at OU coaching running backs right now. Wow. Comes oh, full yeah. circle. It seems like Oklahoma um, is that way where it's more of a family, you know, that people kind of just never leave like the Sooner program. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And they kind of, brought us in and they they're really good about you know finding people who um care about the program and just like they were always super cool with us and just let us come in and watch practices and go to the locker room it's it's a super cool vibe down there now you seem to have like maybe a memory of that game when you were 17 years when you were seven years old was there something that you remember about walking into the arena or was there anything like the smell of food like what was that first in the yeah, ballpark, I, in the in the stadium experience, like I think it was November, so it was probably like that's really good weather in Oklahoma. Um, I do remember walking through the tunnels and coming out and just hearing how loud the crowds were, and the, just your first live sporting event, it blows you away how how it just like kind of compacts that sound in there and it just rocks your head. Um, but yeah, I do remember us winning, and that was really cool. And this was. Missouri, I think Missouri. Yeah, they were in the Big 12 then. Um, and yeah, we won the game. My dad was super happy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful memories. Yeah, be- beating Missouri, I know, is a, is a really big deal. Or Texas or Oklahoma oh, State. By the way, which one of those rivalries would you say is like the one that you have to have? I think for me, it's probably Texas just because, and I don't want to sound mean but in my fandom Oklahoma State hasn't they haven't won that many games against us so it doesn't and Texas has won we're pretty much split in my lifetime so it's 50% gut punch and 50% just (laughs) elation so that's the most exciting one Um, but uh, I love a good rivalry Bob Stoops kind of got us button heads a little bit with the SEC and I live in (laughs) Tennessee so I'm in SEC country so it's um, that's fun too. Whenever we play an SEC team, it gets a little heated. I'm nervous for those. Yeah, it's always a little thick. I mean, between, <laughs> let's see, you got Nashville, you've got Knoxville. I mean, that's like 
Uh-huh. Yeah, they're crazy. Fans are crazy out there. Um, so was the plan to be a football player before music came along? Like, was that an actual thought at any point, um, <laughs> you know, in terms of what you wanted to do with your career? Um, I probably thought about it, but I probably thought about a lot of stupid things when I was a kid. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think it, we were actually kind of an athletic family. Um, and we all played sports and my brothers played basketball and football and our dads played a lot of baseball growing up and things like that. Uh, so, but, but never seriously. I knew that, like I said, once it, I was 12 years old and I kind of hit my peak and there were kids who were six foot and six one at 12. I just kind of knew like, I'm not going to compete with these guys anymore. And yeah, just being in football practice and, getting your bell rung and seeing stars that that's a little bit of a wake up call too. Maybe I, I could find something easier than this. <laughs> I know you guys were very competitive, like playing horseshoe tournaments and um, fishing. Like you, you, I mean, it sounds like, and obviously being in the business now with your brothers and with family, like that competitiveness, has that driven like your music and kind of what you guys do now? Yeah. I mean, you try not to let, I mean, Art is a weird thing and we see it similar to sports and kind of we're very competitive, like you said, but it's kind of a weird thing. You can't really let it drive you too, too much because, you know, what are the goals that you're being competitive for? Um, and, and if you ha are driven by record sales or radio plays or, you know, awards, it can kind of taint the art a little bit. Um, hmm. so, so you can't really let it drive you too much, but we are, you know, we, we focus on the music being good first. And then once we've got the product finished, you know, we are definitely looking at other bands and other artists that we're kind of coming up with. And, you know, we want to be better than everybody else. <laughs> so we've talked about the Sooners, but has, did anyone in your family ever go against the grain and pick Texas or go with Missouri? Like, are you guys pretty much have an understanding that it's Sooners or nothing? It's pretty much all Sooners. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think even some family members who might've gone to Oklahoma state still pull for OU football, which is probably not cool to do. But um, <laughs> I'm, my wife is from Texas. She uh, was born in Sugarland, Texas. So she kind of grew up pulling for A&M and a few other teams there in Houston, obviously, but she's a big Sooner now. We got her on board. Ooh, so, okay. yeah. Had to bring We're her infectious. in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when my uncle uh, met her, he said, he's like, you can be from Texas. You just got to be embarrassed about it. That's right. <laughs> Never tell anyone <laughs> either. Don't mention that. I just actually learned about the upside down horns, like the oh, yeah. disrespectful kind of owed to, to Texas. I didn't know about that. Oh yeah. My brother who plays drums, he does it constantly. And the more yeah. people hate it, the more he does it. He's like a, a wrestling heel. Like he just <laughs> loves people diving on. I mean, we play SNL or it, it, I think about wedding photos. He was throwing horns down. He's a different breed. Serious about it. What was it like growing up in a college football town? Um, it was great. Sports is so cool. It, it brings so many different kinds of people together and you just kind of have that common bond and it's really awesome. And 
especially like I said, in Oklahoma, there were no pro teams at that time. So everybody kind of loved the Sooners. And so every fall you had, you'd go over to people's houses and, you know, grilling in the backyard and stuff. It it was all kind of surrounded. um, It all surrounded OU football. Um, And it's great. I I don't know. I I don't have a ton to compare it to because I've kind of only lived. We moved from there to Nashville. Nashville is not super college football you've got Vanderbilt but um yeah it, it's it's cool I, I love living in college town the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Game Day. Let's change gears and talk a little bit about Game Day. Now, what does Game Day look like for you and the family when it's Boomer Sooner Day? Uh, I'm a freak. I am such a superstitious freak. I usually, and I'm not even kidding, I pull out a couple of like lucky helmets and I light incense that are supposedly good luck. And I pull out some stones and stupid, stupid stuff and like play music. And my wife makes fun of me, but we always win when I do that. And sometimes (laughs) I'll be on the road and I forget, or I don't have my stuff with me and it always bites me in the butt. So I do that, and then pretty normal football stuff after that. Sometimes I'm changing shirts at halftime. Sometimes I take off all OU gear because sometimes that can be bad luck. Um, And, yeah, just food, maybe a little red wine at the end of the games, just normal football stuff. What are these stones, and, and how did they come into play? Somebody gave them to me for a birthday and they're supposed to like different stones represent different things. And so there were a couple that were like good luck or uh, luck with money. Um, And so I'll bet on the game and then put that money stone in my pocket. So it's kind of like I'm trying to find any angle I can to get the (laughs) the good juju working. Um, But yeah, I don't know what they are. And it's I'm guessing they definitely don't work, but. Uh, it makes me feel like they do. And is this incense like lavender? Are we talking about jasmine? Like what is What are the scents and what is that? How does that come into play with this good juju? It's, I think it said it brings good fortune and it smells really bad. My wife hates it, but <laughs> I think it's like thick patchouli or something. And so it Ooh. smells like San Francisco 1968 in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife likes the lavender and all that stuff. Usually smells like roses. Um, so I light it and then I have to put it out and kind of open the doors for a little bit and waft the smoke out. But whatever you have to do to win, right? Like, come on. If you yeah. got to smell some different scents and pull out your stones and get your helmets, like it's all worth it at the end of the game day, right? Anything for the team. They should be sending me <laughs> thank you cards. Right. They don't even know their, who their secret <laughs> weapon is. They have they no idea. They have no idea. Yeah, that so they you, won only because of me. 
I'm going to have to have some folks add to their pregame rituals because you've given me some ideas. I mean, this is that those superstitions are pretty deep. And I'm a former athlete and I'm impressed. All right. How do you celebrate a big win? Um, it depends on how big the win is, uh, but we it, normal stuff. I, I probably have a couple alcoholic beverages and do a lot of texting um, if I know a person who's a fan of the other team who's been taught, I don't talk smack before the games at all. I'm very okay. cordial, but if they talk a lot of smack and then we win, then I'll lay it on thick, which is probably not the way you should do it, but <laughs> it's kind of like the cowardly way. I wait until we win, but, um, no, yeah. Drinking, texting camaraderie with my brothers. We watch a lot of games together, kind of run of the mill stuff. What is the celebration like when you beat Texas? Oof, it's the best ever. I mean, I'll be happy for a week, maybe longer. I'll tell my wife, I don't care if we lose three more games now. We got that one under our belts. We can go smooth sailing. We're playing with house money now. Got the biggest game of the year. You could lose three in a row. I don't think you mean that. I think you just say that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I would be upset, but it, I wouldn't be as upset. Did the Sooners ever break your heart? Are there any losses that still haunt you to this day? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone hurts, but it, we, uh, I knew we were going to win it all in 2008, I think. And we made it to the national championship, Florida. We all flew down. We flew my dad down. It was in Miami. We were playing the Gators. And Sam Bradford was quarterback. DeMarco was running back. Um, and I think he might have been out. I think he got hurt and was out of that game. But uh, it, was, it was a great game. Wonderful. It was Tim Tebow, close at half. They pulled away and ended up beating us and just heartbreaking, devastating. Walked back to the car, had a bunch of guys doing – like that clap uh, thing, the, chomp. the gator clap. Oh, yeah, the gator like chomp. Like in our faces, drunk guys, yeah, chomping right in our faces. It was um, – that sucked a little bit. But, um, yeah, that I think that one hurts the worst. But I have been to the uh, Cotton Bowl a few times when we lost Ooh. to Texas. Not a few, maybe two. And those yeah. hurt too. Uh, Just obnoxious fans can really drive it home. And Texas and Florida can have some very obnoxious fans. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's the kind of the college football environment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always Absolutely. try to leave the game early because I'm like, I got to get out of here. It's got to get wild. You know what I mean? Because I'm right down the street from Athens. Oh, and yeah. And the UGA fans. And now that Mercedes-Benz Stadium right here in Atlanta has been the home to college football playoffs and so many major games. I mean, we just try mm -hmm. to stay out of downtown when it's happening because the SEC fans are coming. And – uh, Oh, yeah. It gets UGA is better than Florida fans because I went to that um, Rose Bowl, mm -hmm. uh, the, the playoff game, we went to like double overtime or something. Yep. And UGA fans were actually pretty cool. They weren't great, but no chomping in my face. Nobody barked at me or anything like that. So it was okay. They were classy. Baker Mayfield has to be one of the most intriguing athletes that I've come across in recent seasons or recent years, actually. Like, what is your take on him? Do you just, just love the guy? He's interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys that honestly, I know if he played for another team, I would hate him. I would be so just like, 
he's not my style um mm. but because he's my guy i love him so much yeah. at ou it just felt like he was our protector and he would go out there and it, when people would try to bully us he would just hit him in the mouth and i loved that about him but if he played for texas he would be my least favorite player ever for that same exact reason um yeah but uh, yeah i love him I, I i can't help but love him but i'm not like a huge like cocky player guy i don't really love that kind of thing but if he's if if he's my player then you know i'm okay with it all right so now that you're based in tennessee how do you plan to share your love for the team with your daughter as she gets older right you got a you've got a brand new little one how are you how are you gonna bring the tradition in i think you i I, i've thought about this a lot i think you got to play it cool I think if you force anything on her, she's going to rebel. I was pretty rebellious. So I think she's going to be just like me. Um, So you've just kind of, I'll make it seem like it's really cool. And I'm really enjoying it and being like, like, you can watch if you want, you know, like it's, and as long as I'm having fun, then maybe she'll want in on that because I've already learned now that if there's something that I don't want her to have, that's what she wants more than anything, you know, like a, (laughs) anything that I've got that I'm like, yeah, she shouldn't have that. She just dies for it. So maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll even like act like, uh, this is for big kids. Only big kids get to watch. Oh yeah. You do that. Uh, That's going to fire up. She'll be ready. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's really cool too. You know, as we watch football now to see women on the sidelines in the NFL coaching and, you know, there used to never be a place for women in the game of football. Like there's some, you know, semi-pro teams and things like that, but obviously it's not a sport that women traditionally play, but now you've got assistant coaches. Um, Look at Tampa Bay. Like they've got a ton of women that are part of their staff. So it kind of gives little girls a chance to dream to be a part of, of, of football one day too, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, really awesome. And what did Tampa Bay get from it? Only a Super Exactly. Bowl. Look what happened. Right. See, you're learning how to be a girl, dad. I like this. Oh, man. I like that. I'm all in. Oh. <laughs> I've got to ask you a music question. Um, your band, Kings of Leon, you've returned with your eighth studio album, which is awesome. Congratulations. Uh, when You See Yourself, which is out now for everyone listening. Uh, what was your favorite part of making this particular album? Um... It, it was a tough one. We, uh, not to get too boring and delve too deep into it, but we're, we're usually a pretty quick band. We kind of go in there and we only record for a couple months. And this one, we took 11 months to make, which was longer than any other album we've ever done. And so it was a lot of work. Um, but I, I don't know. It, I guess my favorite part was the fact that we recorded it in Nashville and the last handful of albums we've done we went to new york we went to la and kind of just were away from home and did that on purpose to kind of get in a, a business mind you know a business trip headspace but this time we just said let's stay home and do it and just drive to the studio and back home afterwards and sleep in your own bed and be with the family and not have to be away from anybody um and it was just really cool. It, it gave us such a comfortable environment and made it kind of easygoing. And we took our time on it. And yeah, just it, it was uh, it felt a lot more natural and organic. Do you have any uh, surprises or special moments planned for your upcoming tour? Um, we're we're really just kind of getting into it. And, you know, we're kind of engaging the fans a little bit, seeing what they want. Um, it's really a special time. It's like a no pressure tour and it never feels like that, but 
everybody's so ready to get back out there. Um, everybody yeah. wants to go to a concert. We want to play concerts. So I don't think anybody's going to be too nitpicky because they're not, you know, they didn't watch five concerts that month from other people. And they're like, well, their lighting was better and this blah, blah, blah. You know, they're just so excited to get there and be in an outdoor venue and hear live music. And um, so it, it, it seems like less pressure than normal. So we're just mm-hmm. going to try to have fun. We're going to play fun songs and, you know, try to make it fun for the crowd and just, you know, summertime tour. There's honestly nothing better. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Crunch Time. some rapid fire questions and I need rapid fire answers. Okay. You ready? I'm going to try most prized Sooners memorabilia. Barry Switzer signed helmet. Greatest Sooner alive. Barry Switzer. Best Sooners chant. Boomer Sooner. Gotta be. Texas but you got to give it, you got to give it to me in your game day voice. What does it sound like when you're into it? Oh, it's the, you got one side of the stadium, the other, Boomer, Sooner, the best time ever. Favorite section to sit in, in the stadium? Uh, this is going to sound bad, but I'd get my rich friends to let me sit in their boxes. One word to describe your Sooner's fandom. Passionate. Well, around here, Jared, there's no such thing as too much passion when it comes to our sports. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate your Thanks time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yes. You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other huge fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go Budos Band! The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.